This is The Jerry Callahan Show. And it is Monday, November 15th, a big, big day in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and all across, I would say all across the country. It is closing statement day. <clears throat> Each side gets two and a half hours. It's forever. It's not how it works in the movies, Carano. Two and a half hours? Is that how they did it in, you know, uh, Perry Mason? I know that's before your time, <laughs> before my time. <laughs> is that how it works, uh, you know, uh, in John Grisham novels? Do they get two and a half hours for a uh, closing statement? But I will say this, that's a lot of time for this idiot uh, prosecutor, uh, assistant DA, uh, Tom Binger. A lot, of, a lot of time for him to screw up again. And uh, God knows he screwed up a lot in his defense. He doesn't have a case in his no, defense. No. It, it, was always, it was always a joke. Uh, and I love this, this over the weekend, I saw it a lot. It's become a very uh, kind of trendy tweet. Uh, ben and Jerry's, those two old yep. burnt out hippies tweeted it out said what if he were black what if rittenhouse were black well i will give you a simple answer to that question that obviously it's it's hypothetical if he were black there would be no trial i mean he's white and there shouldn't be a trial he's white and they are reacting to the mob the pressure from the mob uh including the media the the, the media wing of the woke mob wanted a trial they wanted to uh, they wanted the shot in the dark that hopefully they were hoping uh, they would get lucky somehow, and uh, Rittenhouse or Rittenhouse's defense team would screw up, or maybe that uh, find some mystery video or something. They knew there was no case, and they tried it anyway. And when uh, Kenosha burns, when they're riding, and I don't think it'll be as bad as last time because they're not going to allow it. Nah. They can't allow it. But when it, if there's a little unrest, an uprising, if there's some broken windows and burnt cars. That's all on, well, I should say all, it's it's on the rioters and looters. First of all, you know, everybody has been saying, you know, I, don't, I guess is a way to fan the flames of uh, racial tension because that's what they do. That's what the mainstream media does whenever there's a, a slow day. They make up some uh, racist conspiracy. What if Rittenhouse were black? To me, it's it's clear. It's obvious. If he were black, there'd be no charges. There'd be no trial. They were under pressure from the mob to try uh, Rittenhouse for uh, for murder when they knew it wasn't murder, when they knew it was self-defense. That was They t thought they'd take a shot, see what happens. Obviously, they failed. Uh, barring a uh, real fluke, uh, he will walk out of there, a free man as well he should. Um, and if he were black, I'd say the same thing. Yes. I mean, the idea that there's something, there's a racial component here it's kind of like, as I've said before, it's kind of like the election in Virginia. I mean, there must be there must be a real lack of real racism because they're just making it up now. I mean, this is just silly when they sit there and say, oh, the judge is being uh, racist. Judge Schroeder, racist against whom? I mean, there's a white guy on trial for killing two white guys, shooting three white guys. How the hell do you shoehorn race in here without you know with a straight face how does it make any sense at all well the media is I, I fanning that flame too uh, i played you cut earlier today maybe we can get to it of you've yeah, got well, media people who are who are attacking the judge and also like questioning whether the judge is being racist because of the way he's treating the case it's, it's crazy <laughs> i know it's crazy we'll, we'll get that we had don lemon and others yeah. uh, who are really frustrated what did they expect i mean didn't we all see the video, like a year and a half ago, haven't we seen different video within this trial? We saw the definitive video where Rosenbaum is chasing Rittenhouse, threatening him, reaching for the gun. It felt like watching this trial that at each point, at each juncture, the judge should have said, okay, we're done with that charge. That's self-defense. Next, you know, yeah. we, got, we went through the three shootings. All three were clearly self-defense. Thank God for video and still photography and thank god for the reporters who were there on the ground because i can't imagine what kind of nonsense what kind of fiction they would make up if uh if there weren't video if there weren't definitive proof i still not i'm still not sure why rittenhouse took the stand i guess he just was completely confident in his case he's you know he's a kid though i mean he was 17 he still looks like a kid he had the case won he didn't screw it up uh, thank god he you know he did fine but why? What was the upset? What was the? I mean, why was it worth the risk to put him on the stand? I still don't quite get it. I agree. 
I agree. It doesn't make sense. So even if he is a, a very mature, even if a person twice his age, very mature, 35-year-old person, then may, I, then even then I don't think you take the risk. It, it didn't make sense. There was no case there. He probably shouldn't have done it. And they, and if you're an experienced lawyer and he's got a team of them, and, they, and they're having their little conversation behind the scenes, why do they come to the conclusion that he should take the stand? And I, I think he's young and, and naive. So it's not like he could have insisted, I guess he could have, but it seems unlikely that he insisted said, listen, you lawyers, you work for me. I'll make the call here. I'm taking the stand. That doesn't seem likely. He's again, he's, he's young and he's just naive and gullible and he's, eh. and he takes the stand. And again, he did fine. He did well. He's, he didn't hurt his case at all. He didn't show some guts, but it was going to be an acquittal in my opinion, either way. We will see again. There might be some fluke, you know, some uh, you know one in a million shot that they convict him. I don't think so. We haven't seen the jury. By the way, the jury, he's got. A, <clears throat> there's 18 people in the jury, and they whittle it down to 12 after the closing statements, closing arguments. So the six jurors who sat through the eight nine days, and in all the meetings and everything, and they just get cut. It's like. Was that you know, case like to get Rudy, picked off or like something? Rudy doesn't get to dress after, you know, uh, Arab Parsegan tells him he can dress. They say, sorry, new, you don't get to dress. These people don't get to play in the game, these six jurors. That's got to be frustrating. But maybe maybe it gives them a chance to, you know, not get doxxed, not get harassed uh. after the verdict. But we'll get to that. we got a lot to get to. Obviously, that is the big story out there. The Rittenhouse uh, case goes to the jury after today. We have some unbelievable sound. From people, including that that absolute moron Don Lemon, who are very frustrated with this, they're yes. not happy. No, no. That, that their side, they're on the side of Antifa and BLM, the rioters, the looters. That's their team, <clears throat> and their team not only lost two of their two of their finest in Rosenbaum and Huber, but they're apparently going to lose this case. A uh, little friction in the White House. We knew that was coming. Yeah, and that. I think it's like a cat fight, Carano. It's uh, Kamala. <laughs> Kamala versus Dr. Jill. You are going to tell me about this band. You're the music guy about yeah. this band. Sure. Brass Against. That's the name. Brass Against. Female lead singer did something that, I don't know, I think, I think Portnoy does this with his dates. But other than that, I've never heard of anyone doing this. Little, little bizarre. I got in trouble. Uh, trouble. I got some real blowback on Twitter for mocking Joe Biden for uh, showing affection, shall we say, to his grandson. And I predicted last week the New England Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. I'll, it was, I'm, I'm still convinced. I'm thinking of predicting they're going to win the Super Bowl. How's that? They're going to go to the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady is not. Boy, how times have changed. How uh, The uh, worm has turned in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is back, and Ben Roethlisberger's out. Nobody seems to be blaming Ben for you know going out and getting COVID. The hell? And uh, Saturday Night Live, um, you're not going to believe this, but it was awful yet again. But uh, never happens. We'll get to that and a whole lot more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is it with direct deposit to their free checking account. DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance zero reasons not to switch they will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by ncua membership required all right the um if you're at cnn or msnbc or any mainstream media outlet don't you i mean haven't you already conceded you're not going to win this one kyle rittenhouse is going to walk so are you hoping my my question, and I'm not sure the answer to this. Are you hoping for more unrest? On I mean, are you hoping for looting, rioting, fires? Because they cheered them on. They called them peaceful protest a year, year and a half ago. They think there's something. They think there's something racist about this this trial and the way Rittenhouse was treated. So when he gets acquitted, it almost feels like even BLM, even Antifa, even the scum that burned that city down a year and a half ago, which it caused Rittenhouse to protect that city and end up shooting the looters, the, the Atifa scum. Um, but they knew, everybody knew this wasn't murder. Everybody knew they weren't going to get the verdict they wanted. 
So are they still going to be angry to the point where they burn and loot and riot? Because it seems a little forced at this point. Not that I'm giving advice to you know my friends in Antifa, but it seems like a real reach for you to say, damn it, this is a miscarriage of justice. They know it. Everybody knows that this wasn't murder. I mean, they can, you know, oh, that's why they talk about, he crossed state lines, you know? He's like, I mean, so what? He crossed state lines, who cares? He still has a right to defend himself. Doesn't everybody know it at this point? I don't think, actually, actually, no, I think the media is actually covering it a different way unless they're watching something like Fox News or on Twitter with uh, some of the independent folks. No, I, I think actually people do think this is a racist judge and that <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist who... Um, I don't even know that they know, the, uh, know that the people that he killed were, were white. I, I actually, I think most people have just got the blankets over their head, uh, who are on that side of things on the Antifa side of things and, and don't actually know. I, no, you know, that's a good point. There was a poll I should have where certain, I forget the percentage, half people pulled out the victims were black. And I'll say it again. Thank God they weren't. Yeah. Then you really have, then you'd really have civil unrest. Thank God. They weren't, and by the way, they weren't just white. They were really awful white people. <laughs> they were well, really, and and that's the thing too. Like if if uh, if it, they were black and as bad as uh, as these other two were, child molesters, whatever, it it still wouldn't matter. He would he would be a white nationalist or a white supremacist for killing them. You yeah, know? I mean, when you when the president of the United States and uh, great that it was in the campaign, he wasn't president yet. Yeah. When the president calls him a an, a white national or a white supremacist, along with members of Congress, including my uh, insane congressperson, Ayanna Presley, Elon Olman called them white supremacists. They called them domestic terrorists. Yeah. They were wrong as usual. Uh, I think, I mean, we'd be asking much for Ayanna Presley or Elon Omar or even Joe Biden to say, I'm sorry, I apologize. I didn't have all the facts when I called you a white supremacist. Shouldn't they have some regret? they're talking about a kid. Yeah, politicians will never. was protecting his community. Politicians will never apologize for that stuff. That's that's part of the problem. But back to the media thing for just one second, Um, I think what they're really hoping for is is that Rittenhouse gets, uh, the only thing they can hope for now is that Rittenhouse gets gets uh, convicted for a lesser charge. It looks like the judge, from what I've read today, it looks like the judge is going to allow some lesser charges. And at le- if he's convicted for a lesser charge, which I hope he do- he should not, he should not get convicted for any lesser charge. But if he is, then at least they can still spin that narrative that he's a white, a white supremacist. And I know they're accusing the judge uh, Schroeder of being uh, in the back for the uh, defense. Yeah. Does that seem, that just seems unfair that, you know, the last days of a trial, you get, you get to say, uh, that whole murder one thing, that ain't working out. We would like to uh, uh, the jury to consider other charges. What do you say, judge? And he says, yes, that seems unfair. Like the trial wasn't about those lesser, lesser charges. He wasn't being asked to defend himself on those lesser charges. He yeah. was asked to be defend himself on murder and attempted murder, and he did, and he clearly made the case, or should I say the DA, assistant DA, did not make the case. The burden of proof was on them. They failed. He won. They lost. It feels like it just get this over with and move on, and I'll say it again. I'll say it again. I mean, I, you'll hear it from you know great uh, analysts like Ben and Jerry, like, oh, if he were black, <laughs> if he were black, it doesn't wouldn't matter. be a trial. It's self-defense. It shouldn't be a trial now. And, no. he, and he's white and there's no black people involved. And yet somehow it has seemed like such a stretch. And I'll say it again. It reminds me of the Youngkin, uh, Terry McAuliffe uh, election, uh, because that they tried to make that about race, too. And they people did. would look and they'd go, what? What the hell does race have to do with this? The lieutenant, lieutenant governor is a black woman. She won statewide. Uh, there's no racism here. There's no racial aspect. You're really stretching, reaching when you try to make it about race. But hey, they tried. We have some uh, some commentary from uh, some lesser lights out there, including the half-wit Don Lemon and a guy from, uh, what's the guy from Nation, The Nation, which obviously is a radical left-wing. It's uh, Eli mag- Mistal or Mistal, M-Y-S-T-A-L. I'm not sure how to pronounce Eli it. Eli Mistal. But let's listen to these lunatics attempt to... Uh, uh, make it about race, and by the way, try to rationalize it. Okay, they—they they, why can't they just look at it and say, 
maybe we're wrong. It's obviously self-defense. There's no other way to rationally, reasonably look at it. It is self-defense. It's on video. It's on in photographs. Why can't they just give up the jig yeah. and say, we're moving on to something else? This didn't work out the way we had hoped. Here it is. I've never seen anything like this before where a judge yelled quite like this. This behavior is um, at the very least unusual and um, concerning. Treating Kyle Rittenhouse as if he's his grandson. Um, you know, just just berating the prosecution. No one needs to be berated like that in a courtroom. He has made a series of decisions. Each one perhaps may be individually defensible, but in totality lead to the impression of a biased, racist judge. Really? <laughs> what? Uh, listen to the logic. So if you take the uh, decisions separately, That's exactly they're, they're what fine. I got. Yeah. yeah. But to in totality, he's racist. So how does that work? That doesn't work. A, you say, listen, he ruled that they they couldn't call them victims. Okay, fine. And then he yelled at uh, Binger that he was crossing or reaching the line when he was started mentioning the pre-trial uh, silence of, of uh, Rittenhouse. Okay, you can debate that, I guess. But if you take it in totality, it's racist. And that doesn't make uh, any oh. sense. Uh, <laughs> These people live in this weird bubble where they can just make everything about race. And then you stop and you say, well, there's no black people here. It's all whites. And the white guy shot three white guys. In fact, you see the video when these they're chasing them around and there's all the, the yapping and everything. There's like... It's almost all white. I mean, Antifa's mostly white. And I assume, you know, the, the militia that uh, Rittenhouse was running around with, they're all white, mostly white. But think of this. The one guy who was clearly racist was Joseph Rosenbaum. He was yelling the N-word at everybody around him. He was a complete lunatic, violent thug, child rapist that we should, we should all be grateful that Rittenhouse removed that, you know, that maggot from uh you know from this planet that was a good thing we should all agree with that and it's amazing what wasn't it like the day it was like the day somebody was talking or tweeting about it being racist and then we heard the video of in yes. court of rosenbaum right, right. yelling the n-word we're saying oh geez he shot that scumbag I guess he's right. What the hell are you people talking so about? So let me, let me tell you what the lesser charges are. So it's reckless endangerment. I think because he shot and he could have hit crowd members, media folks who are bound people uh, uh, behind the people that he shot and unreasonable use of force. So it's admitting his life was in danger, but using unreasonable use of force, which I think, I think the first one has some legs, but the second one, unreasonable use of force. No, you're on the ground and people are coming to bash your head in with the skate. Uh, skateboard or raising their weapon against you or trying to pull your gun away from you, it's not unreasonable force to shoot them. I believe he shot uh, Rosenbaum four times, yeah. hit him in the chest, killed him. Great. That's wonderful. Rosenbaum was trying to get him, trying to kill him. You know who he didn't shoot is the guy who kicks him. In that video and that still photo with the guy who kicks him in the head, he didn't shoot that guy, I don't believe, you know, because Huber had the skateboard. Right. Rosenbaum, I mean, uh, Gross, Grosskrauts had the gun, the handgun. The guy who just kind of rears back and kicks him, I think he, he survived. So, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. But now the question becomes, clearly the jury is going to get it today. Uh, maybe, as we said, maybe they're enjoying, you know, their treatment, enjoying lunch, Ugh. enjoying dinner. Maybe they, they want to drag it out a day. But that's the most. I mean, beyond tomorrow. Uh, or maybe they feel threatened, so they don't know what to do. Maybe they're hoping for a mistrial because they, you know, George Floyd's nephew has has, has come calling, has knocked on their door, or taken pictures and sent them out and threatened them. Other than that, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that they're all going to vote to acquit. Then what? It'll be a Tuesday in November. That's not prime rioting season in Wisconsin, and. The governor has already called out 500 National Guardsmen, so maybe they're actually going to protect the city. They're not going to rely maybe. on 17-year-old junior firefighters to protect their businesses and their homes. So maybe the National Guard, the police, will actually do their jobs. But will their just prediction, will go around the room, Karana, will there be fires? Uh, yes, I think it'll be minimal compared to what it was last year. Let's go I, around the I room would to agree. Jerry. Unfortunately, okay. good point by you. <clears throat> there will be, it will be minimal there will be some rust just for the cameras. They'll throw yeah. a brick here and there. Yeah. I mean, and, and demand justice, even though 
they have this admit if they've seen the trial again i mentioned this earlier but and i'll i'll try to find it but the poll that that, that we 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 overestimate at least i do overestimate the um the uh the knowledge base of the average average you know average idiot out in the street yeah they're not paying close attention like i am or you are i mean i'm sure in kenosha they know there's no the victims weren't black but there are other places where people think because they've heard it from don lemon that there might might be a racial element here but if you paid any attention at all you know there's no such thing you know blm can't make it about race as much as they would like to so i think you're right minimal minimal looting minimal damage and it's not the kind of thing where they see where it goes national you know it'll be in kenosha I don't think in New York City or in uh, Seattle, I don't think they'll say, you know, that's not the verdict we wanted. Um, let's, you know, let's start destroying stores and homes and, and, and uh, you know, hurting people and ruining neighborhoods. I don't think. But maybe, maybe there'll be somehow it'll, it'll resonate in Seattle or Portland and they'll start destroying their own city. But I have a feeling the, the the governors, the mayors, the police chiefs are going to take it seriously this time. Last time was, let's let them blow off steam. But I don't think they're going to do that this time. I could be wrong, but uh, maybe I'm just being optimistic and I thinking. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say I saw video before um, the um, the day that Rittenhouse uh, defended himself. Uh, the day there's video from the day before of Antifa and BLM talking about burning the city, like talking about damaging private property. And there's, you can see it. There's this guy sort of talking with a group of them saying, well, what about all these private companies? They don't have anything to do with it. You're just going to, you're just going to destroy all these, all these, uh, all these businesses. And they're, and they're effectively saying, yes, we're going to burn it down. So we, they, so there was video of the day before of people saying they're going to start riots in, in Kenosha and, and, uh, and burn things down. So it, it's you know kind what, of further they'll, justification, they'll further justification that people, good Samaritans went there to try to help. They'll create another written house or more written houses. Maybe they won't be 17 years old, uh, but there'll be more vigilante justice. If, if you owned a store or lived in that neighborhood and were protecting your home, I, I wouldn't blame anybody for, you know, loading up their AR-15 and saying, I got to defend myself, my, my property, my family, because the cops won't do it. That's why Rittenhouse was where he was, because the cops, as we saw in their damn armored vehicle were doing nothing to stop these yep. these uh, <clears throat> anarchists and rittenhouse said you know i'm going to protect the city where my father lives where my family lives where i work where my friends live <clears throat> that's how you know people are either dishonest or just dumb when they say oh he crossed it he was in a city where he didn't live he crossed state lines <laughs> he stayed out after curfew well that's because the city was under siege and he was trying to do the right thing he was scrubbing graffiti off of schools and tending medically to people who were hurt by the rioters and looters. So he was doing the right thing, doing a good thing. And I think lots of people acknowledge that now and don't want to see him get uh, railroaded here and, and sent away uh, at, uh, I guess he's 18 now, but uh, it'll be a miscarriage of justice if he does a day. Exactly. does a day in jail. And I think everybody knows that now. I, I, I say... Uh, how easily it could have turned and become uh, a, a whole different deal if they didn't have the video, if they didn't have the photographs, if we didn't have the witnesses, if he shot someone and they were um, black or they were, uh, uh, you know, whatever, real um, uh, uh, upstanding citizens, not scum. You know, if they went through the person's past and he was, the, some of the victims were real good people, were real activists, just in the wrong place. It's a whole different deal. Then maybe... The kid goes away forever and he's like never seen again but he got lucky the people he shot were the worst of the worst and the world's a better place without them but and it also, it also, will, it, sorry it also makes you realize like how many times in the past uh, prosecutors were able to rail railroad people into convictions and set the narrative without photographic or video evidence or dna evidence um you know that this happened many 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 times in in in, in our history where people were put in jail or put on death row that shouldn't have been there because of this well i would say and that's absolutely true but i would say you can see it right now if you'd like in Washington, D.C., in the deplorable jail, yes, where people are facing, uh, by the way, um, uh, the the Viking man, uh, the guy, the QAnon shaman, a guy who was mentally unstable to begin with, who painted his face and his chest and had Viking horns and 
and and went in the Capitol and went in the Senate chambers and just walked around howling, literally unarmed, didn't break anything, didn't hurt anyone. He's looking at five years. He's already been solitary for like 10 months and he's apparently lost his mind. Anybody who's okay with that, and I mentioned this before, I get tweets from people all the time saying, good, good riddance. Anybody who's okay, okay with that is un-American. That is un-American to persecute someone because of their political beliefs. And some of these defendants are being forced to denounce their previous belief, denounce Donald Trump before the judge will let them out. But the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, is already mentally, you know, he has issues. He's going to be a mess whenever he gets out. But they want him to do five years. Do you know how much time the guy who burnt the Minneapolis police station to the ground, burnt it, set it on fire when the cops were in it. They were first forced to run for their lives while people threw things at them, the Minneapolis police. They burnt the police station to the ground. That guy got sentenced to four years. Four years for attempting to kill cops and burning. Jacob Chansley didn't punch, kick, hit anybody. He didn't set any fires. He didn't break anything. He didn't commit any no. violent felonies. He trespassed, and he's going to do five years in of hard time. Already, most of it is in solitary. He is going to get out, and he's just going to be a mess. They've destroyed this guy. And again, not, not a big fan of uh, the QAnon shaman. He looks unstable to begin with. But they're going to destroy the man mentally, emotionally, because he trespassed and somehow aligned himself with enemies of the Biden regime. So the Biden yeah. Department of Justice will destroy him. This is clearly How that doesn't upset everybody is beyond me. It's it's completely upsetting. This is clearly, you know, um, cruel and unusual punishment. It does not fit the crime. Even even to not have a trial and be in solitaire for most of the, the course of ten months is that's cruel and unusual. It's not how it should be here, but uh that's the state of uh, and they, that's they state show of- no reluctance. They're no slowing down. They're going to continue to railroad these people and and make them examples and persecute them just because they are on the wrong side. They are, are, are Trump people. And they used to be. They're going to all denounce Trump before the judges, these activist judges, uh, let them go. But uh, um, we will we'll get around to that. That's never going away. The rest of our lives. We're going to hear about uh, the January 6th defendants and what's going on in their lives. But uh, the I mentioned the uh, friction in the White House. This is going to be good. This is going to be good um, because, as I mentioned all the time, only uh, three years and two months left of this disastrous administration. And obviously the president isn't going to get any better, isn't going to get any sharper. Um, and the feud we hear now, and it's going to be a good one, is between Kamala Harris and Jill Biden. <laughs> and I think there's something to this because um, obviously um, Kamala doesn't seem to do anything of any meaning, any consequence. She was supposed to go to the border, didn't but refused to do it. Felt like she was being uh, used by Biden to take the heat off. Then the other day, we uh, did we play the sound of her fake French accent? She was in France we for didn't. some reason. No, we didn't. I don't even know why, but she was in France embarrassing herself further. I mean, when she goes abroad, it's it's worse because the whole world could see just what a phony she is, just how uncomfortable and cringy everything she does or says is. I think they realized that, probably realized a long time ago, that that's not she's not a good um, successor. Not, not a good, if, if Biden... Uh, doesn't make it the next three years. She's president. She's our 47th president. Can you imagine that? It's it's bad enough with her as vice president and Biden as president, but she's going to step in and be the president. I, so I think there are people in the administration that are saying, we can't let that happen. We have to find a way. They, they, there, are, there are rumors that they'd rather see Pete Buttigieg, this, this child mayor of South Bend in that role. And I guess I see the point. At least he's articulate relatively stable yeah seems smart uh he hasn't accomplished anything but uh and he's a devout socialist like most of them but um the the uh uh, the feud kind of roiled up over the weekend with um is is jack posobiec reporting this He, he works for human events he's a very prolific twitter tweeter and he's been reporting that there are uh that there's real 
turmoil behind the scenes. Well, there's a CNN article that went all through this that uh, um, that I read through, and I, and I think he's reacting to that. I, I think he also has some inside knowledge there as well. But yeah, I've got some sound of him talking about what that feud looks like between uh, Jill and Kamala. I don't know who I want to win, honestly. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't either. I mean, I'm looking if it's if it's uh, Kamala versus. Ron DeSantis, who I'm rooting for, I'm certainly rooting for DeSantis to get the nomination. I mean, that that's if you're behind, if you're whatever, Ron Klain or Susan Rice, Barack Obama, you can't have that. That is the ultimate mismatch. I mean, DeSantis is smart and articulate and experienced. He's run, done a great job in Florida. And a debate, Kamala Harris, who's not that bright, has accomplished nothing. I mean, we all know why Biden chose her, and I'm sure he regrets it. She couldn't even make it to the primary. She wanted to go for the nomination, and she was polling at like 1%, and she pulled out before Iowa, before New Hampshire. She was such a disastrous candidate, and somehow the Biden regime decided she's our girl, and now I think they regret it. It's a good question. I can't root for Jill Biden, but I'm not sure I could root for Kamala. I'm, I'm rooting as usual for chaos. Yes, chaos is better, <laughs> right? Uh, Kamala gets crushed. Yeah, if she get if she has to hit a, I think she obviously she wants to be president for ten years or for eleven years or whatever. That's she a good get point. Right? Like if she, she gets, it's after the halfway point, right? If it's after the halfway point, she so. takes over. They go to the Twenty Fifth Amendment. They say Biden is incapable of doing the job, which yeah. is probably going to happen. Then she slides into that seat and she gets to run for two terms. Yeah, I mean, she'll never, she wouldn't win the first one. She'll get crushed. Right, but, right, right. But, uh, but no, I think that's what she wants. She's, yeah, she's super aggressive and, and uh, likes to climb the ladder. But I, I don't think, she's just not likable, though. She would, never, she would never win an election. And they must know that. They know that she's, Biden's fading, that, the, that there's a big chance he doesn't finish out this term and like no chance, a 1% chance he could ever do a second term. Uh, so they need someone else in there. Gotta, he's, gotta almost take 70, he's almost 79. Yeah. Um, but let's listen to Posobiec from Human Events uh, kind of sum it up. And uh, it sounds like time to get the popcorn and just enjoy, enjoy this, uh, this feud behind the scenes. Hopefully it will uh, continue and we'll get to find out more uh, of the uh, details of what's going on behind the scenes. But I would probably say I'm rooting. I'd give Dr. Jill the advantage because she's just got she's got the power you know she's got she's the power got the people. Yeah. she's got the power and nobody i mean nobody likes kamala harris some people might tolerate her and pretend but nobody thinks she's a a good candidate nobody thinks she would be a good president so i guess i'll give dr jill a slight advantage she'd be i don't know a two three point favorite yeah probably all right here's uh here's jack so you're basically in a situation now where there's two administrations in the White House. There's the Biden administration, which is effectively run by Jill, right? Remember this under Woodrow Wilson, the last year of his presidency, he had suffered nervous breakdown and his wife was basically running the show. You've got that with Jill right now, but yeah, he's there. He's kind of doing his little farewell tour. He's yucking it up with the Pope. He's going around to Glasgow, but nobody cares. Or nobody's saying, oh, can I get a meeting with Joe? Let me take a selfie with Joe Biden. It doesn't happen, right? Jill's the only one left standing because she doesn't really have a choice at this point. So Kamala knows that it's time to make her move. She wants to be behind that desk in the Oval Office. Jill knows that Kamala's coming for it. So Jill says, all right, how do I get rid of Kamala? Is there a way to do this? Is there a process? Does the 25th Amendment apply for the vice president? Mm. And yeah, probably. But then at the end of the day, if you're talking about the 25th Amendment, I'm pretty sure there's only one person that the cabinet is going to call that in for. <laughs> right. Wow. This could get wild. And he, you know, you're, he's right. There's no one who's going to step down gracefully. No one's going to say, you know. I'll just get out of the way here, which is the best thing for the country. We're talking about some real narcissists. But uh, quick question for you. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but it is uh, uh, it's a kind of a real Rorschach, Rorschach test on what you see when you look at this. I tweeted it out, and I said, I admit, it makes uh, my skin crawl. I find it very creepy. The uh, video, it's only, how uh, long is it, 11 seconds of, Joe Biden with his grandson. Creep. Uh, I was going to, I want, I don't know. We didn't talk about this. You haven't tweeted or texted me about it. I was wondering your take. I was raised, you know, in an Irish Catholic family. We're not that touchy feely. You no. know, I'm, I'm old. 
I look at this and I say, what the hell is he doing? He grabs his 10-year-old grandson by the, took, takes his hand across the kid's mouth and chin, pulls him towards him. First, he pets his hair. Then he pulls him towards the kid's like, uh, you know, trying to, he's in church, trying to stand at attention. Pulls him towards him, then leans down and not just like hugs him, just keeps kissing him. It's very strange and uncomfortable. But I got, I wouldn't say I got ratioed, but I got a lot of people saying, what's wrong with that? That's his grandchild. That's how my grandfather kissed me. Or oh, he grabbed daughter. you by the face? Well, then you have a weird family. If your grandfather <laughs> grabbed you by the face, like put you in his headlock, grabbed you by the face and dragged you to him, um, the kid can't fight back against that. Like, what's he going to do? He's just trapped by this old, disgusting, creepy man. No, he's a creepy toucher, and it's gross. Well, you're, I'm, I'm, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I will. You might be on the other side because you're younger and, you know, you do like, I heard you, your family, you guys like to tough touch each other and no. your family. I thought you might no. be against, uh, you know, take me on on this one, but we're no. on the same page. Good. Good. It is a little, it had, it's had 2.2 million views. I'm looking at it again. And he looks down. It's just, he leers at the child and then pulls him like towards him, holds him. And the kid's like, uh, uh, uh. it's very weird. <laughs> I mean, he, if you're, um, Joe Biden, is it that hard to not touch kids anymore? Ugh. Just don't have them on your lap. Don't smell their hair. Don't do it. I mean, they're, everyone's watching you now. It's kind of, they're wondering what's going on with you now. If you're around children, don't touch them. Is that asking too much? It's not. At least when the cameras are rolling, don't touch the kids. Not asking a lot. Not asking a lot. But good. I'm glad to hear that you're with me on that one. But uh, all right, we got to get to uh some football, some football talk, and the band, Brass Against. Yeah. Brass Against. Again, I'm going to defer to you. I don't know this band. I don't know their music. I don't know if this is, shall I say, uh, normal for them. Is this routine for them, for this band, for this singer? <sighs> not for me. Not something I've ever seen before. Not something I've even heard of before, except maybe, you know, in Dave Portnoy's private life. But other than that, I don't know people who do this. So you have to explain to me what the woman from Brass Against was thinking. And we'll get to uh, the Patriots who are heading to the Super Bowl and the Tampa Bay Bucks who aren't. Man, how times have changed in the NFL. But first, let me tell you about our good friends at MyPillow. Today's show is sponsored by MyPillow. You can go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow is normally $69.98. It's only $19.98 with code word Jerry. My pillow, as I've been telling you, is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll sleep on. It makes an excellent Christmas gift. Get it now to support this show and to strike back against cancel culture like me, like us. Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. <clears throat> By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping this show. You're joining us in the fight against cancel culture. My pillow isn't in the big big box stores anymore. We know all about that. So you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using the code word Jerry. I've got my Giza sheets, which I love, and my my pillow pillow, which I love. What what do you have, Carano? You I got the some? sheets, which I love. The sheets are amazing. I have the pillow, which is amazing. I have towels, which are amazing. Their products oh, are towels. literally have- awesome. I have uh, the dog bed, little dog bed for my little dog, for my daughter's little dog, Bug. Bug the Chug is getting the dog bed for Christmas. Still alive. It's a great, uh, a great product. He, he, you know, he has his long Christmas gift list. This is right at the top. So he's going to love it, and you will too. Just go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Jerry. That is uh, 800-893-7406, promo code Jerry. All right, also, we got another great new sponsor. Let me tell you about my uh, our new friends at Home Health. Home, that's Hone, H-O-N-E, Hone. Hone is a comprehensive hormone optimization clinic that helps men get back their energy and their focus and their muscle mass by addressing low testosterone. Hone offers a home biomarker testing, in-depth physician video consults, and FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. Since it launched in 2020, Hone has helped thousands of men. It, maybe you know what I'm talking about. Oh, here. I do, you yes. Low energy, you're having trouble making it through the day. You're having a hard time putting on muscle, even though you're putting in 
overtime in the gym is your libido not what it used to be? Well, your hormones could be to blame. Did you know that, I didn't know this, testosterone levels have decreased substantially over generations? Our father's generation, grandfather's generation, had testosterone levels that were much higher than ours is today. The thing is, it's not our fault. I love that. I'm not to blame. It's not You're my not, fault. No, it's not you. There are many factors, such as environmental changes, that are affecting our generation today. 30 million men in the U.S. have low testosterone that is affecting their daily life. Own health, own health is here to help. Testosterone is more than just a sex hormone. It affects energy levels, muscle mass, focus, and your overall mood. It's going to improve your mood. Think of that. Home, Hone helps men get testing and treatment for low testosterone from the comfort of home. Very, very easy process. All you do is collect the sample, mail it into their lab. Once the results are ready, video chat. You have a video chat with a real doctor. The doctor will recommend personalized treatment. Uh, based on your biomarkers and symptoms, treatment includes FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. Uh, order Hone's easy-to-use at-home assessment test today to learn your testosterone levels for a limited time. Only our listeners get the home get the home testing in a doctor consultation for forty-five dollars. Go to Hone Health. That's H-O-N-E Health. dot com slash Callahan. To take advantage now, that's honehonehealth.com slash Callahan to get the at-home testing and a doctor consultation for just $45. Check it out, honehealth.com. All right, we got done with uh, Biden uh, showing affection to his grandson, correct? Yeah. We're done with that. I'm done. Uh, good. I don't want to look at it. I had it on the screen over here. I don't want to look at it anymore. It is so cringy. And I was going to get to Staten Island Live, speaking of cringy. But we don't have to. It was it was just so it's just so not bad. Funny. So, problem, it's so just bad. not funny. Like if it's fine, no. make fun of whoever you want, even if you skew lefty, lefty, lefty. But be funny. Anybody, any writer in that room should have looked at that sketch and and just said something like, "Oh, Joe Rogan saying Joe and Rogany things. That's not enough. That's right. one layer. You need a multiple layers to make this funny, and it's just not there. It's stupid." That's true. You you can make fun of Joe Rogan. That's not what my problem is. In the last two weeks, I've watched it. And, uh, you know, I don't watch the whole thing. I put on, I wanted to see Taylor Swift, by the way. That was bizarre. Yeah. If you missed it Saturday night, Taylor Swift did one song, 10 minutes long. Oh, wow. With, with a video behind her with two people. Anyway, it was a good enough song. It went on again for 10 minutes and never came back on stage. As long as I can remember, every musical guest does two songs. Taylor yeah. Swift is a diva and it's a big deal. So she did one song, but it was long enough for three songs. And she was in one sketch with uh, with Pete Davidson. But here's what Biden has done in the last two weeks. He um, had an accident in his in his underpants. Pooped himself. In front, of, in front of the Pope. He fell asleep at a global climate conference. He used the uh, N-word, not the N-word, I shouldn't say. He said the word Negro when he was meant to say Negro League. He, he tripped over himself, as he often does. Um, we've learned more and more. We're going to learn a lot more pretty soon about Hunter Biden. They've never mentioned Hunter Biden. They didn't mention Joe Biden, you know, doing doing number twos in his pants. Not at all. Didn't come up. Last week was all about Trump. This week, they were making fun of Ted Cruz. They have that woman who's like fat and doesn't look like Ted Cruz. They just put a beard on her. She pens, pretends to be Ted Cruz. They make fun of Ted Cruz, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Joe Rogan. And you're sitting there going, what? You don't have anything to make fun of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? It's just bizarre. You're right. Those things would be funny if they did them right. Make fun of, you know, the, the guy who's on naked all the time, smoking crack with underage girls and balancing M&Ms on his wiener. How about you make fun of that guy? You do a little but bit of no. that. Just mix it up a little bit. That doesn't sound difficult, but it, you're right. It was awful. It was awful. You just couldn't. And I didn't know, I didn't know the guy, the, the, the host who's uh, in that new Netflix show, The Harder They Fall. I don't even know who he is. I don't know. But, you know it was terrible. The ratings will show it. The ratings for the NFL will be great. They're always great, and it's getting good. There was all kinds of subplots this week. And I'm just going to say, I was uh, on the Mac Jones train from day one. The idea that Cam Newton was going to start at all for this team, the New England Patriots, was a joke. I said it at the time. 
Uh, he's he, Mac Jones is a much, much, much better player than Cam Newton. He beat him out fair and square. It upset some people, especially people who you know make everything about race and say, "Oh, they get rid of the black guy," and you're like, "What?" You know, like your dead spins. I mean, Cam Newton won an MVP once upon a time, but he sucked last year. And he made his comeback, by the way, yesterday with Carolina, and he ran in for a touchdown and started screaming, I'm back. Yeah. I think I think he completed three passes. Mac Jones, on the other hand, completed 19 of 23. He had a QB rating of like 145. He was spectacular. That was his best game. Do you think so? He yes. made some yes. unbelievable throws. He had he had a uh, Jacoby Meyer over the shoulder, um, down the field on the sideline. He had a bullet to born for the TD. Yes. Just and another another. Uh, there was another one down the sideline too, the other side, the opposite side. It was just a beautiful touch throw, probably twenty year twenty twenty five yards down down the field. He looked spectacular you yesterday. Know, you know, we talk about how important the quarterback is and what it takes to play quarterback. I'm just going to go on the limb and say he has what it takes. They have a quarterback for the next eight, ten years, unless he, you know, gets, gets hurt or really something. badly hurt. He might, you know, blow out his ACL like they often do, uh, like Bo Burrow did last year. Well, this Cleveland Browns team had their way with Joe Burrow last week. They come into Foxborough and Mac Jones makes them look like chumps. They yep. were five and five. The Patriots are now a half game. Well, they were a half, still are a half game behind Buffalo. One. They're a half game behind Tampa Bay. Not that that matters, but they've won four in a row. Brady's lost. Brady lost to Washington yesterday. Threw two picks. Looked bad. Uh, it, it, and eventually, you know, I hate to say it, but eventually Brady's going to not have that magic. He's going to be old. And it happens to everybody. Mac Jones is 23, and he looks great he does. in the pocket. He looks great when there's pressure. He, he's, he throws a really good, accurate ball. And he's cocky, you know, he knows he's good. And he takes the field with an attitude, a swagger, and his teammates know it and they love it. Which one's it? One of the teammates, Hunter Henry, said it felt like a playoff game out yeah. there. That's the way it feels. The pressure's on. They're playing for real. They're competing for a playoff spot. I'm, I mean, it sounded crazy four weeks ago, but they're going to they're win the division. First of all, they get Buffalo uh, twice. We'll see. They're going to win the division. They're going to win like uh, the 17 games now. So they could win like 11 games, go 11 and uh, what would that be? Six or 10 and seven. I think 10 and, and seven is legitimate. Point. I think that's what's going to be. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty damn good. It and is. It's much better than you expected. He's going to be, he's the best rookie. I mean, hell, he's the only rookie who's not, he's struggling. Uh, it's what rookies do, but not this rookie. This rookie is really good. Um, and obviously he's got good coaching. He's got, they've got talent around him. Uh, I mentioned Hunter Henry. The defense is great. They're playing with an attitude. Um, they made, they made a great choice. They made a great choice with the 15th pick. They, they drafted a franchise quarterback and, uh, he's just getting started, man. He's just getting warmed. He's getting warmed up, uh, Thursday night. That's three days from now. This will be a test. They're going to Atlanta. They're five and a half point favorites on the road yeah. in a Thursday night game with a rookie quarterback. That tells you something, man. So they'll win that game. Yeah, they Atlanta, should. Atlanta's never recovered from the Super Bowl, the 28 to three game. No. The Patriots didn't beat them in the Super Bowl. They ruined them. They wrecked the franchise. They've never recovered. Uh, they're going to get, they got smoked yesterday by, uh, by Dallas. They're going to, the Patriots will win that game, go to seven and four, I believe. And have a nice long break, and uh, you know. Then Mac the problem Jones start will... though, because then you've got the Titans, who you could lose. You'll probably lose that Titans game, and you'll probably mm -hmm. lose. You probably split Buffalo. So those are two more losses. That that puts you at six losses. I think you take another loss sometime. Yeah. In the... So then you're ten and seven, then but you make the playoffs, yeah, which think, is yeah. over, overachieving. Yeah. And you know, it's it the the NFL season is a war of attrition. Guys get hurt, they get worn out. The rookies hit the wall. Somebody wrote that. I should have saved it. Don't wrote, it was, I think it was someone at the Globe, which was, I didn't read it. I just saw a tweet that has, has uh, Mac Jones hit the rookie wall. They said this before the game, after he'd won three in a row. This is now four in a row. Yep. There's no rookie wall. I mean, maybe it's coming, but so far there's been no rookie wall. This rookie's been great. And uh, he shows no signs of slowing down. I'm looking forward to you know, the night football. That'll be fun. And then seeing how they do. Uh, Belichick's teams often get better as the season goes on. Maybe they'll get better. Maybe other teams will just, they'll hit the wall. They'll get hurt. They'll struggle. 
and uh, the Patriots just do what they do. They'll be, you know, last team standing in the, in the AFC, and they'll go to the Super Bowl. I can't decide. Today, I feel like they're going to play Green Bay. You know, last week it was Tampa Bay, but Brady sucked yesterday. Aaron Rodgers was good enough to win. They won 17-0. I was happy to see because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is obviously an evil man who refused a vaccine. So, as Howard Stern said, should have been kicked out of the league. But, you know, he didn't get kicked out of the league. He's still in the league. He won. And it was kind of funny. But yesterday, Roethlisberger had to miss the game. He got COVID. He's vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So, what Aaron Rodgers did, nothing, fully vaccinated, doing the whatever homeopathic thing, that was like pure evil, right? We went over this last week. Howard Stern, Mike Florio, and all these, you know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's wanted to, you know, have Aaron Rodgers drawn and quartered, you know, just disgusted a jab. Well, he didn't get it. He got over COVID. He's got natural immunity now. Playing on under a mask. Oh, no, he did. He did it post presence on Zoom. I love that. It's, I guess you either have to wear a mask or do it on Zoom. So he was like sitting in whatever, an office down the hall while the media was assembled in the, you know, the press conference room. And he was on Zoom because he didn't uh, uh, want to wear a mask, which is life in the NFL. They're going to make him, even though he has stronger immunity than ever, even though there are zero cases on record of people who've recovered from COVID, unvaccinated people recover from COVID, spreading it to someone, uh, he still must do it from another room. He still must be on Zoom. And I guess he'll continue to do it that way for the rest of uh, the season. Hopefully, Ben, ben Roethlisberger, he might be in that, uh, you know, that high-risk category. He might be, yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. He's a large man. He's got the triple chin. He's always been a large man. So uh, he might not recover so quickly the way Aaron Rodgers did, who's in clearly in much better shape. But it was, I just watched uh, Green Bay and I pictured all the, you know, Peter Kings and, the, you know, sitting back and just rooting, hoping Rodgers was going to suck. And he didn't. <laughs> and he won. And now they're back. They're 82, you know, and as good as any team in the NFL. So, Good for Aaron Rodgers, bad for uh, Florio and the rest of the rest of the Karens that just couldn't handle um, handle what Rodgers did. I was out yesterday, went all over the city, walking everywhere. Went to went to Banners, that big uh, sports bar that's attached to the garden with the whatever it is, fifty foot TV, which is amazing. Mm. And the I, I walked into the Encore Casino the other night. My wife and I walking in. We were eating in one of the restaurants with some friends of mine. And we're like, damn, we have to put our masks on. We put our masks on. We walk in the casino. Nobody is masked up. Nobody. Hmm. Sit, we look around and go, hell, they don't have, you don't have to wear a mask. Took them off. Never put them on again the rest of the night. It's, <laughs> it's turned. Words turned around. Nobody's, nobody's masked up. Nobody's, uh, no, I guess, uh, you know, they're still paranoid insecure types that want that i don't want zero corona you know zero covid that's the goal zero covid yep. which is silly that don't understand that we're gonna have to live with it the rest of our lives but most people are feeling like they don't have to uh, live their life in fear anymore and that's a good thing it is i agree uh, but uh, what did you uh, did you do anything this weekend? Uh, no, I um, I did some housework. Uh, I finished up. Um, I finished I up. Saw like, you, I saw your pictures of your house. It looks good. Yeah, your deck looks great. Just in time for winter to get it snowed I under. Know, I know. I know. I know. We're not going to be able to use it, but it looks a lot better. And then just yeah, did some housework and 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 hung out a bit. We got some rain there. So on uh, I think it was Saturday. It rained pretty good for a while. I I, I love decks. I love your deck Me looks too. great. Thank I mean, you. I love yeah. decks, but unfortunately. In New England, they're only good for ooh, what six, six months, months if that, yeah. four or five months, and the rest of the time they're just sit there and they're, you know what they're good for? They're good for measuring the snow level. Yes. You know, in the snows, you get to see the railing of your deck, see how much it snowed. But well, the good part is you, that that deck actually it works as a shelter too. So we have patio area underneath, which you saw. So now we can still the grills under there, so we can still grill in the winter time and like still have some have some uh, furniture out there too. Good for you. Yes. Um, uh, we will, I will be, uh, I'm, I'm watching right now, getting ready for the, uh, 
closing arguments in the Rittenhouse trial. Another thing we'll be keeping an eye on this week is, um, we mentioned this last week, Portnoy did a great job fighting back against the slime balls at, in, at uh, Business Insider, but it's, he's going to have to do it all over again because New York Magazine is apparently coming out with a story about the toxic work environment at Barstool. Yeah. You know what that means? That means, obviously, Portnoy will be fighting back again, but he'll be joined by all his Barstool guys. Hopefully. It was kind of an individual thing against Business Insider, and he did a great job. But this will be more wide-ranging because it's going to affect everybody, including Minahan and and you know all the you know big can big uh, big, big cat. cats and all those guys. <laughs> when they start talking about how it's toxic and sexist and misogynist, there'll be a whole bunch of people. You above. know what it's going to be? It's going to this is a a uh, right. It's a sexist place. Uh, it's a racist place, and then you know it's going to make all the uh, it's going to make all, a lot of folks really uncomfortable with with portraying it that way. Um, so but, yeah, uh, I think I think there will be some uh, some pushback. But there are some people who left Barstool, like uh, the the N word rap thing. Uh, I'm not that's saying right. you know, that's people right. left because of that. So and, you know maybe there there'll probably be some of some of those folks speaking up too. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. There are people. That's what they're guessing. Who's yeah, the yeah. sources? It's yeah. people who've left Barstool, which makes sense. But this sounds like it'll be a major campaign to fight back against this. And good luck to them. I I waited till the end. I had to because you know me. I get. Well, should we talk about Shay before we uh, talk about uh, the other uh, stuff? Do I have time? Yes, we'll do Shay. I wanted to do. We'll do Shay since you and I hung out at the Shay World headquarters. We did on Friday. All right, we'll do we'll do brass against maybe after maybe we'll uh, do it after we do Shea and after so people I want to talk about see, it. I want to talk about it. People won't see me on video getting <laughs> uh, you know a getting nauseous. a little queasy, getting a little queasy. But uh, now that you and I hung out at Shea the other day, and you got the big tour. I've had that before of the plant, which is pretty damn impressive. And now you know what Shea is all about. They. They have a huge selection of precast concrete steps, lots of precast stuff. That's what they do. They are the precast kings. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. Hell, this is better than building a deck, getting a precast. This is what you got to do next, Carano. Now that you have connections, get yourself some new front steps that will make you the talk of the town. Uh, when they're done, when those Shea folks are done, you'll have a great-looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment with one phone call. Uh, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And you know what else you can do? As we know, business is great at Shea, but they need some people. They need new people. And you got to tour the plant and met a bunch of people. Are you going to tell me that's not a great company oh, to work for? Oh, it's a great for? place to work for. Greg, the uh, the president, nice guy. The whole family's nice. I met the entire family. Super. Oh, right. Was it Big Ed? Who who started? Uh, who was the Ed, boss? Big Ed. Ed Big Ed Shea nice started. And his father started it, but right. he's there. These are just nice people. It's yeah. a family atmosphere. Great pennies. You know, these guys work hard, but you you know, it's it's you you get treated right. If you're looking for a new place, a new job, a new place to work, check them out. Shea Concrete. They're hiring at least. 20 new people and they're expecting lots of new business. So all you got to do is pass the drug test. That's it. It's not asking a lot, but check it out at shakeconcrete.com or go visit them at their world headquarters in Amesbury and, and uh, you know, make a, make the switch, start to work for them. But uh, I, the lead singer, let me find her name of a band called brass against, uh, I, I read this first, or I must have seen it on Twitter. Her name is Sophia Urista. That's right. Is this Sophia? Is this Sophia with an F? Is this the same person? Uh, no, it's not. It's SOPA. No, who it's left Barstool, and no, the, the rumor no. is she's going to be the source. No, this is not the same. Different. It would be a nice little bow that we could get to tie if that were. The no, case this is a different Sophia. She's kind of cute too, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I Sophia, don't know anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Sophia Urista. Do I have that right? U R I S T A. Yeah, Urista. <clears throat> She's in the middle of a song, it looks like. I see it on Twitter, and then I had to go watch the video, which is repulsive. <laughs> and for some reason, maybe you can explain it to me, because I didn't want to read the whole thing. It was disgusting. She takes a whiz. She urinates on a, in the face of a fan. When I first saw it, I thought it was a guy. They said, Brass Against, that's the name of the band, That's Brass right. Against, singer, you know, 
pees on a fan in the in the it's a woman and the fan comes like on stage and lies down it's it's bizarre and disgusting and they're you know released a statement they're apologizing ah isn't isn't this a crime? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Golden showers. Is it a crime? I mean, in the bedroom? No, but uh, in a public place, there's probably some, uh, well, I know you used to get locked up for singing rock and roll in the wrong state. Right. Um, I mean, this, they get right. The old days get busted for, uh, you know, d- dirty lyrics or, you know, Lenny Bruce or, or Andy Kaufman get in trouble for things. You don't get in trouble for, she pulls her pants down. I just think like, two consenting adults want to get together, <laughs> share some urine. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know what I'll say in her defense? At least she's not Travis Scott. Oh, yeah. As, as we just learned, a tenth person died, lost his oh, life. Oh, yeah. And he's a nine-year-old child. A nine-year-old child. And I don't know if the parents can be uh, charged along with Travis Scott, who absolutely should be charged with a crime. He encourages this kind of stuff at his at his shows. He, he, he likes when they rush the stage. He likes when you know we, we talked about the video telling the crowd to, to beat up somebody that he didn't like. What the hell is a nine-year-old child doing at a Travis Scott concert? So two of the dead, uh, three of the dead. One's nine. One's fourteen. One's sixteen. What the hell are they doing there? Some bad parenting going on there, and I, no one deserves to lose a child, but. Man, you bring a nine-year-old to the show, and nine-year-old was on life support for a week, finally passed away, bringing the death toll to 10. That's much, much worse. But you, before we wrap this up, I'm struggling with this. What the hell was Sophia Eurister, the singer for Brass Against... What was she thinking? I don't have it. I'm not sure because... So there isn't a lot of details because this just happened. There aren't a lot of details of what... Why this? Come on, you're why, the expert. You're the music. Well, guy. I would say Come so. On, this move, I'll tell you, this moves the needle. Like uh, they're sort of like a, I don't know, maybe a C level band. They do circuits like this where they play with a bunch of other bands, uh, but they don't. I don't. They haven't really moved the needle before. I think she was just trying to make a name for herself, and she did. I actually think that this helps them um, because now a lot more people know who she is and who they are. Band known for doing cover songs of Soundgarden, Black Sabbath, Rage Against the Machine. They were doing a Rage Against the Machine song when she, you know, took a leak in this guy's face in the middle. So song. Yeah, or was... she, like, on drugs? What the hell would compel you that in front of the world? I don't know. I've seen, well, there was a, who's that? Oh, I can't, I wish I could remember the guy's name. It was a famous punk musician from New Hampshire, actually, who, who um, his whole thing was he was going to commit suicide on stage. He used to cut himself up. He used to hit himself in the really? microphone till he bled. Like, it was pretty, pretty deep gross stuff yeah i don't i don't like that that i don't like well, that. Uh, um black sabbath you know uh ozzy owen bit the head off of what was it, a bat it was a bat yeah i don't know that bat. he actually did that or if it was a fake bat there's still there, i've seen mixed reports on what actually happened that day yeah he's a, he's a showman i was probably like a whatever pretend bat people have done bizarre things but a woman peeing on a fan is something i've never heard of never seen I don't think I want to see again. How's that? I don't yeah, think I want to see it again. When I said it to you, I, I was like, uh, I, I was, I was like, I wonder if this will turn your stomach. And uh, sounds they, like it did. They issued a statement. I didn't know. Uh, they apologized uh, in a statement to the to the world. I guess. I guess, yeah. When you look at it again, sites are like blurring out. Yeah, I mean, they you are. can't actually see the parts, but they're blurring out. But you can find you can find the video. And uh, and I get for it, huh? <laughs> I watched it through. I don't ever need to watch it through again. It grosses me out, but uh, you know, everybody, everybody's got a, their own their own likes in this world, I guess. I guess there's some kinky people out there. You know, they spit on people, they pee on people. Uh, not my thing, but you can Google it if you want to watch it and make come to your own conclusion. And you know what? Why don't you Google the 11 second video of Joe Biden with his grandson? Maybe we'll talk about that again because. Uh, that's a, uh, another weird thing where some people are totally cringed out and other people say, he's just showing affection to his grandson. So people, you know, they have different standards for that kind of behavior. It was, uh, it was kind of perplexing to me, I must admit, but, uh, all right, I'm going to go watch the closing arguments in the Rittenhouse trial. And we'll have a lot more to say about that tomorrow. And, uh, 
hopefully, you know, sometime tomorrow he walks and uh, hopefully uh, um, Kenosha doesn't burn, but we shall see. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting. We appreciate it. Good job, Carano. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.